0: Welcome to Day 17 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp, here with Cindy Kemp, David Keefe, and Matt Kresge. We continue through the drama of Scripture in our second season of Shaped by the Word. And the story really is a rich story. It's a story of uh, God's faithfulness to a people who are wayward and weak and often confused and, and lack faith and confidence in Him, and yet God uh, continues to work to fulfill His promises. And, of course... Abram is a guy that has won our heart not only for the altars that he has built and the worship of the Lord, uh, uh, not only for his great moments of faith, but his weakness as well remind us of how needy and dependent we are on the Lord as well and how we can be overconfident and look to ourselves rather than look to God. So we come to chapter 15. and as we move through this story, God continues to enlarge his promises to Abraham. Uh, there's been a period of 10 years since um, abraham first heard these promises and of course he was 70 years old when he first heard the promises so he is getting well along in years and it'll be even more uh, years will pass before the promises are actually fulfilled but god meets him and he reassures him and he deepens his covenant with him so we take off in uh, chapter 15. before we do we're, we're reminded that we come to scripture to Enlarge our affections and our vision of who God is uh, to bring our lives uh, under His care, to walk faithfully with Him and humbly with Him, and to know, know His heart. So as we read, uh, we always offer ourselves in the moment to the Lord. So Cindy, do you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer?
1: No, I don't mind. Thank you, Father, for this time in your Word. Thank you that you have loved us so much and so well that you've given us your Word. And thank you, Father, that um, you've provided in every, every direction for us. And we are um, continuing to look at Abraham and realize the times of his great faithfulness, but also his unfaithfulness, as we um, are so familiar with that ourselves. We thank you that you are a God who remains faithful, um, even when we lack um, any of that, Lord. And So be with us now. With your spirit to teach us it's in christ's name we pray amen
0: after this uh, sometime after the encounter with melchizedek after this the word of the lord came to abram in a vision do not be afraid abram i am your shield and your very great reward but abram said sovereign lord what can you give me since i remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is eliezer of damascus and Abram said, You've given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. And then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. They took him outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. And then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. He also said to him, I am the Lord who brought you up out of the Ur of Chaldeans to give you this land to take possession of it. Then the Lord said to him, Know for certain that for four hundred years your descendants will be strangers in a country, not their own. They will be enslaved and mistreated there. But I'll punish the nation they serve as slaves, and after they will come out with great possessions. You, however, will go to your ancestors in peace and be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, your descendants will come back here, for the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. When the sun had set and the darkness had fallen, a smoking fire pot and a blazing torch appeared and passed between the pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram and said to your descendants, I give this land from the wadi of Egypt to the great river of the Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Kadamites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Raphaites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites.
1: Nice job. Uh,
0: those, are, those are some fun names which have been challenging <laughs> to do Hebrew for, for the last... I I love okay. the initial greeting, and we're not really sure, you know, what prompted this greeting other than just a crisis of faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has been, you know, some time since uh, God has made this promise, and most of us uh, you know, are very impatient when it comes to the promises of God. And Peter reminds us: you know, God is not slow as some people think about slowness, but He's patient with mm-hmm. you, offering you opportunity to repentance. Uh, and with him, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years or like a day. And this must have felt more like a thousand years for mm-hmm. Abram. And so it comes with the wonderful words, do not fear, which we hear so many times. Mm-hmm. And then I love these two, I'm your shield, I'm the one who protects you, and your very great reward. Not, you know, I am your shield, the one who protects you, and I will give you right. a very great reward. But I am your very great reward. And that's something we often lose sight of—that mm-hmm. uh, knowing God for the sake of knowing God is the greatest reward that we could possibly imagine. It's not uh, the blessings that come from His presence; it's just the ability to be in His presence.
2: And we see the kind of glimpses of of Abraham after that. You know, we we see his humanity a lot in this chapter, where he kind of begins. You know, how can you give me? A- this since i remain childless and and how can i know you're gonna give me this land and we kind of probably felt that tension kind of building up we've even mentioned you know a few times throughout the chapters like you know but abraham still doesn't have a child and and then the lord comes to him and kind of that crisis moment you're talking about paul and begins giving him these reassurances he's already spoken about how his offspring were going to be like the dust of the earth and now they're going to be like the stars of the sky if you can indeed count them so shall your offspring be and then abraham believed the lord with a Awesome verse, right? Verse six, and it was credited to him as righteousness.
0: And I love the fact that God has given him two counting projects yeah. just to kind of keep him busy. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it took so long. Maybe, yeah, maybe if you're thinking about this a done. little bit, you know, count the dust and count, and, count mm. the, and count the stars. And of course, uh, we are reminded that we are those, You know, again, that we are those descendants that we are, according to Paul, because of our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, offspring. Of Abram, or Abraham, and uh, receive the blessings of this covenant. So the blessings of Abraham's greatness and Abraham's faith are also credited to us as righteousness as well.
3: I love anyway. You know, it says Abram believed the Lord, and it credited him as as righteousness. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, what a what a great um, great verse. Because we find ourselves so much like Abram, and mm-hmm. we've been talking about this all along. That I mean. It, abram's faults are on you know full display for us to see time and time again and even here when the lord shows up i mean he still has a question sovereign lord what can you give me since i remain childless like i've heard the promises i'm continuing to walk with you and and there's still those questions that are that are you know they're bubbling up in abram's mind and and his life and his heart and he's wondering when will the lord keep his promise and and when the Lord again affirms, I mean, this shows us the gracious nature of the Lord as well—that He would continue to affirm, you know, His promises to Abram. To, uh, I mean, we see it Genesis twelve, Genesis fifteen, Genesis seventeen. Whether we view it as one covenant or two different covenants, um, you know, regardless, we're seeing the Lord continue to to reestablish His promises to Abram and, and remind Abram, "I will be the one who will be faithful to uphold these things." And and so I love that Abram believe the Lord, he hadn't seen it come to fruition yet. He he doesn't know how it's going to come about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he he still has no idea. We're going to see that you know, later on, but he believes the Lord, and it's credited to him as righteousness. Mm-hmm. And for the well, same, the same is for us.
0: And even in the context, uh, it's not, uh, you know, it's not um, it's not belief that's, that's unwavering. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he begins by questioning the Lord, and even after this comment, you know, he says to the Lord, "How." You know, how will I know this? How can I, you know, how can I know this? Mm -hmm. And of course, we're studying through the Gospel of Luke on, you know, uh, Sunday morning. And this is very similar to uh, Zacharias' question, how can I know this? And Gabriel simply said, I am Gabriel. I stand in God's presence, you will not be able to speak. Uh, But here, and and of course, Zacharias should have known the story. Uh, He should have known the story of Abram, but here God is showing great patience Mm -hmm. uh, with Abram. And, uh, you know, we we need to linger on that phrase just a little bit more. Uh, he credited it to him as righteousness, or he counted it, you know, as righteousness. Uh, none of us will ever be able to stand uh, before God based on our our perfect embrace of the law. And even if we outwardly embrace the law, we... In our hearts, we're not fully devoted to God, loving Him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and all of our strength. And we certainly don't love our neighbors ourselves. self. And there's so many ways we can measure sin in the Book of Common Prayer, and uh, in our words, and our thoughts, and our deeds, and the things that we've done, the things that we haven't done. So many ways we can measure our unrighteousness. But there is one thing that God loves, and that is. Confidence in Him to fulfill His promises, mm-hmm. and it is the confidence we have in Him and the promises He's fulfilled in Christ that is credited to us as righteousness—not our perfection, but the perfection of the One that we trust in. And so, it's not—it's not, it's not a great faith that commends us to God; it's faith in the Great One that commends mm-hmm. us to God, and that's what you see here. And you see—you see a covenant in you know, a ceremony god's word in and of themselves would you know constitute you know a covenant and the conditions of the covenant but here he enacts the conditions of the covenant if abram had done this or if abram had done this with another king uh, they would have made agreements and they would have each taken on themselves the you new know, stipulations for the fulfillment You know of those agreements they would have written them down in front of witnesses and they would have cut you know the animals in two and the two of them would walk between them and symbolically what they're saying when they walk between you know the animals is that uh, you know may this happen to us if either one of us ever proves unfaithful to this covenant interesting enough in this uh, particular move like God uh, puts Abram to sleep Mm -hmm. Uh, same thing that happened whenever he, uh, God created Eve. He put Adam to sleep mm-hmm. so that Adam could observe his work and here, Abram is observing his work, and, and of course the fire that passes through symbolic, you know, of the glory of the Lord. And, and so the Lord is taking responsibility of both partners, and He's basically, you know, binding Himself to death. Uh, as an unfaithful covenant partner, and of course that's what he does through his son. The son, who was faithful, died for the unfaithful, so that we might experience the blessings of the covenant.
3: Yep, love well, to again. This comes after another question. Uh, you know, God didn't have to to enact this. He didn't have to go through with the ceremony. Mm-hmm. I mean, his promises. The author of Hebrews is going to tell us. You know that. When, when God makes a promise, he makes an oath it's it's certain you know his word never fails and we've already seen that um you, you just in Luke walking through the series where you know for no word of the Lord will fail the, the Lord accomplishes what he says he will accomplish and mm-hmm. and so when he tells Abram, you know I will fulfill my promise to you, and these will be the you know ways I will unfold these promises you know Abram again you know how how can I know I will gain possession of it and and then he gives him this visible ceremony and he binds himself I mean just the graciousness of God mm-hmm. you know binding himself to to not just Abraham in this moment but also to us that he will accomplish his promise and and ultimately you know a, a, uh, Paul's going to tell us you know when so shall your offspring be you know and to seed you know and he's going to say that's not to multiple seeds but to one and and this is a drawing our attention to Jesus um, god is accomplishing our salvation in this moment
0: and uh, the uh, the promise here if, if um, Abraham's is impatient because it 's taken ten years and god doesn 't seem to be moving other than rescuing him and through him rescuing you know others mm-hmm. um, this comes with a word of prophecy and saying this is not a you know this is not a uh, you know two year promise or a ten year promise this is a four hundred year promise. Uh, this will be fulfilled. Uh, after your people are enslaved in, in a foreign land, and they will come back in the fourth generation, mm-hmm. you know, to be here, which is a foreshadowing, a course of exodus, and they'll come back with great possessions, which is the same way that Abram came out of Egypt in the predicament that he found himself in, as he compromised himself and Sarah in, in the land in the land of Egypt. But there is a a, a nice little picture of uh, the justice of God in there said, I'm not going to give it to you now because the sin of the Amorites has not run its full course. Mm-hmm. Uh, God knows you know, that they will you know, not repent and that they will not you know, turn to him, but he, is, not, uh, he is, is giving them room to repent and turn to him. And of course, in his sovereignty, he knows the results will you know, still be that their sin will run its full course. And, and so the possession of the land will be both an act of blessing and an act of judgment at the same time.
1: So much there reminds me of the verse that it's this kindness that leads us to repentance. God is always, I mean, all through this whole chapter, He is so on our side or so on Abram, uh, Abram's side. And I just appreciate how He always is there to encourage um, and to reveal and to enter a covenant. He has done all these things on Abraham's behalf. And
0: and of course we we hear the Lord's heart in Jeremiah, and he said, do I delight in the destruction of evil? Would I not rather that they repent and come to me so that they might have a wife? And of course, even in his, you know, a lot of times we allow in our great confidence in the sovereignty of God, uh, to undermine, you know, the compassion, the kindness, and the deep heart desire, you know, that God has uh, for all men to repent and come to the knowledge of truth,
3: mm-hmm.
0: which is, uh, you know, the which is the heart of the Peter promise as well. God is not slow in keeping His promises; as some people count slowness. Mm-hmm. But he is patient with you, helping everyone repent and come to the knowledge of truth so we're uh, grateful for the prophecy grateful for his patience with abram grateful even for his patience with the amorites and so deeply grateful for his patience with us mm-hmm. and david why don't you close us with a word of prayer
2: yeah let's pray Father, thank you so much for the wonderful promises you've given to abraham i you so much that in those promises we see ourselves as the heirs of so much of the grace that you've given to abraham and to his descendants Thank you so much that in our sin and in our rebellion against you um you gave us your son and so in in light of christ and all that we have received in him the, the great possessions we've given been given in jesus um, may our hearts and our affections be renewed for him may we be a people who, who deeply worship and celebrate all that we've been given in christ thank you for god and his faithfulness to us um, the wonderful covenant keeping nature of our god Um, thank you for his deep love for us in christ jesus we pray this all in his name amen